Greetings old Haleyburians and members of the wider Haleybury community, wherever and whenever you are listening to this From the Archives podcast. This is Keith White from the Class of 62 bringing you the 19th of our regular podcast series which includes audio material from the Haleybury Archives. This month we feature three items. Firstly, I ask Bill Waters what he and his archives team have been working on in the first half of 2020. Then we feature an interview with Simon Molesworth, QC, from the class of 1971. Simon has had an outstanding career in heritage preservation, particularly with the National Trust. And to close the show, we have the show band performing at Speech Night 1987 with the Glenn Miller classic, In the Mood. But firstly, over to you, Bill, for your mid-year report. Well, Keith, the archives team has been beavering along. Firstly, our chief archivist, Matthew Wooten, produced a wonderful set of interactive electronic honour boards, and these now enhance the foyer of Aikman Hall. And also, he's created a wonderful display of images and biographies of Hallaby treasures. These are staff who served Hallaby for over 20 years, so now you can go to this site and you can look up people such as John Masters, Nick Tonkin, Brian Ennis and many others and uh, read out more of their background and of their achievements. The COVID crisis unfortunately has restricted the student club activities but Dr Garden has still managed to organise some Zoom meetings. Two of these highlighted two former students, one of those being Basil Watson, a famous pioneer airman uh, who became a cult figure with his aeronautical displays before tragically he crashed to his death in the bay near Point Cook in 1915. Another was our first test cricketer, Jerry Hazlitt, who was a wonderful sportsman but also a cultured person who understood the classics, the Greek and the Roman, histories and languages, and also had a fine singing voice. Jerry took seven for 25 in a test match at the Oval against England in 1912. I've been working with Dr Garden on creating a set of unique numbers of our first cricket players dating back to our start in 1892. This has been quite a big task. Our cricket records are pretty complete from 1900 on, but we are having some challenges trying to flesh out some of those players who represented Haleby between 1892 and 1899. I should mention also that our volunteer, Trevor Jones, has been busy uncovering and identifying some previously hidden documents and artefacts and uh, will have a more comprehensive knowledge of our total collection once he's completed this task. And finally, we uh, commissioned a biography of our seventh principal, Dr Parkida, about 18 months ago and Dr Lee Edmonds has been working on that and the manuscript is well underway and we're hoping we'll have some more details on that fairly soon. So all in all, it's been a busy time, but a productive time. Thanks, Keith. Some great work being done there, Bill. And now, winding the clock back to 2001, to Simon Molesworth's Assembly Address. He is introduced by Jim Brown. On Founders Assembly earlier this term, you were addressed by Mr Jeff Scher, QC. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce another very eminent lawyer to you, Simon Molesworth, QC. He attended the school from 1960 through to 1971, that's about 20 years after Mr Scher. For the last 20 years, Simon has been a member of the Council of the Victorian National Trust and he was its chairperson for 14 years up to December last year.
when he stepped down from that position, which I might say is a purely voluntary one, to become the trust president, which I gather is a less onerous task than being what he had before. Simon's interests in heritage issues began while he was at Halebury, down at South Road in Brighton. There he was seeking to, in the first instance, save the very beautiful red gum trees which were in Linacre and still are, I might say, in Linacre Road, Hampton. After leaving school, having done an arts and a law degree, at the age of 25, he became the youngest council member ever of the National Trust, and later he, he became its youngest chairperson. One of his major achievements has been to ensure that Victoria's heritage laws are the best in Australia, and to make sure that local planning schemes, that is what local councils do in these matters, incorporate the proper heritage controls. In 1994, he was appointed a member of the Order of Australia, and it was for his services to the community in the field of conservation and the environment, in particular through the National Trust. Would you give him a warm welcome as he rises to speak today? Thank you very much for welcoming me here today. One can't help but have lots of memories when it returns to one's school and uh, coming in late to assemblies and leaving the uh, assembly book behind in the bag and things like that. As the principal gave that warning for, for the next assembly, I thought to myself, how often did I do that? And uh, that sort of uh, uh, memory is part of growing up and being at school. Heritage. Why do we care about heritage? What I'd like every one of you to think about is, is there something you've got that you've kept from an earlier time when you were interested in something? Perhaps that interest is gone, but you can't quite throw it out. It might be something that you collected or an old mechanical toy that worked once, broken now, but for some reason you don't actually throw it out. It's there at the bottom of the drawer, it's back of the cupboard. It might be an old football boot or it might be a, a book that meant something to you once or a photograph of a friend that now lives overseas and you don't see again. Something in your life. Why is that important? Because we all do it. We all can't help but cling on to things from the past. And if you look at a lifetime as it goes past, we all tend to attach our memories and our experiences to certain things that have been part of our life. And the same applies to a nation. Centenary of Federation this year. It's a year of celebration. And when one sees, the, such as the documentary last night on television, we are reminded of great events and things that bring up memories about the building stepping stones of our nation. It's all about heritage. And people often say, why did you get involved in the National Trust? Why did you uh, care about the world around us and the things that we want to keep? And I often reflect on it and a phrase that's been used all around the world is being aware of your place, a sense of place, of where you've come from, the path you've trod. Because more often than not, it's that past path of where you've come from that gives you indications of where you're going. I must admit I didn't have a clue when I got involved in that tree fight years ago that it would lead to 
a career path in addition to my law where I am now. But I suspect that something in your rooms, in your homes, in your life will continue on and have meaning to you all throughout your life. And when you look back and you look at these things and you'll say, I remember that. That was a great holiday when we went to Alice Springs and here's the photograph of it. Or I remember when we went boating that first time and I fell over and here's a part of the broken oar that we've still got in the back of the garage. That's part of your heritage and it's memories. It's bringing meaning to life that encourages most people to get involved with the things they want to keep. Because at the end of the day, a grand building or a wonderful place is a collection of memories. It's a physical structure. But what it's really doing is it's focusing on the things that occurred. This year we're celebrating the building of a nation and the great debates that occurred last century, or century before in fact now, as to what a new nation should be. And those places where the debates occurred, number one, Spring Street was where the first federal cabinet met. That building is still there and when I fought the battle to save that building opposite the Treasury building at the top of Collins Street, part of the reason we argued that it should not be demolished was because the first cabinet in Australia used to meet in that room. And the Windsor Hotel, that grand hotel that's opposite Parliament House in the city, now, that was also to be demolished at one stage and the National Trust in my earliest years fought the battle to save that. And part of the story of why that building should be saved was not just the bricks and mortar but the fact that the founding figures of this nation had the debates in the meeting rooms in that old hotel to decide what our constitution should say, what was needed. A few years earlier, the Treasury building at the top of Collins Street was also to be demolished. Unthinkable when you think of those buildings as important to our city today. And again, what we argued was that that building was part of our nation building. It was the traditional place where the great ceremonies and parades would end. And in fact, now the AFL football parade always ends on the steps of the Treasury building. And the ceremonies and the parades that used to stop at the building used to celebrate the ends of wars and new parliaments and the royal family visited. That always occurred on the Treasury building. And so when the Trust argued about saving bricks and mortar, we were arguing about memories and about the things that meant a lot to us as a nation. So that's the essence of heritage. And that's why the National Trust, which is the largest community organisation in Australia, we have 110,000 people across Australia and just on 32,000 members in Victoria. That's why those people come together and say, we care about what went on before. And that caring about what went on before is a wonderful thing because what it does, it enables us to know where we're at and where we're going. Because I know every historian or every history teacher you probably ever had has said, look, we can learn from the past and make a better future. But it is actually true. But more than that, it makes life interesting. As years pass by and you want to reflect on your life, it's those little things from your past that you've kept to remind you of good times, good things, the first challenges, the first competitions that you won that will bring life and interest back to what you're doing then.
because it will really demonstrate to you where you've come from and give you an inspiration of where you're going. That's the essence of heritage. It's the messages that lurk within the object. It's the story that is there in the thing and in the place that is so important. So as we celebrate the Centenary of Federation this year, what we're really doing is celebrating what people did and the dreams people had and the ideals that they had for our nation. That's why we're celebrating the Centenary of Federation and that's why heritage is so important. So hopefully all of you one day will, will look to various things around you in the world and see that it might be threatened and say, perhaps that shouldn't go, perhaps that should be kept so that I can in the future go past it and enjoy the memory of what used to go on there. Heritage is a great thing, it's part of us all. We are part of it. We are the building blocks of our nation. Thank you very much for having me here today. Inspiring stuff, Simon. A great exploration of the meaning of heritage. Simon is a regular speaker on the national and international stage on topics as diverse as climate change, sustainability, renewable energy, environmental policy and law and heritage. In 2012, Simon was elevated within the Order of Australia by being appointed an Officer of the Order of Australia for his continued distinguished service to conservation and the environment. Interestingly, the reference to the protest against the planned removal of the Linica Road eucalypts calls to mind the following tale from the reminiscences of Brian Ennis. We were urged to write to the Mayor and I did. Soon after, the Headmaster, known affectionately as DMB, summoned me to his office and showed me a letter from the Mayor asking if the school had a tree preservation society with his approval. Oh dear, I thought, I must have used school notepaper. DMB. Mr Ennis, is there such a society? Uh, uh, no sir, I'm sorry. DMB. Then go off and form one now so I can reply yes. Classic DMB diplomacy, I would say. And now to finish, let's get in the mood.
most impressive. What a great sound. Well, that's it for this 19th From the Archives podcast. The next episode will be coming your way in August. Please remember that your feedback is what keeps us going. So if you've got a comment to make or a story you'd like to tell, please get in touch. This is Keith White signing off from the Archives, Series 1, Episode 19, July 2020. Thanks for listening.